Will you shift? Will you shift, my friend? 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 I was the only one of my friends that didn't kiss a girl and then when I went around to me she was just like standing there in a dark corner in the field like you know then when I grew up I was like alright like you don't know what to do with your hands you don't know where you don't know how to kiss them you don't know what to alright are, are you ready? are you ready? Hey we are Graham and Nathan and this is Will You Shift My Friend a Go Loud original podcast because Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts In Will You Shift My Friend we speak to well known personalities all about the art of shifting. We talk about your first shift, teenage discos, holiday romances and breakups. You'll find new episodes of Will You Shift My Friend every Tuesday at 1pm first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms and the new Go Loud app is available to download for free in the App Store now. Right, enough talking, let's get into some shifting. You've lost touch. <laughs> you have lost touch. Oh, this man, San Pellegrino and a latte. Joe McGuckin, it was far from a San Pellegrino water you were raised, let me tell you. What yeah. are you doing drinking San? This is for this man over here, the South Sider. I, I'm touched. I, I like to think you brought it in just as a nod to, hello, Nathan. Yeah, How I, are just, you? I wanted to fit in, you know what I mean? I'm used to the carbo juice, as we call it, you know? <laughs> Dripping from the taps of the flats. <laughs> Joe, would you like to hold your microphone? Hold your take microphone. It out? Please, I'll, 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 take it out. Didn't want to disturb the sound. No, relax, relax. relax. Well, uh, we we did one, and um, we were we were kind of like nerds sitting into the microphone before, oh, yeah. and it's, it's, it hurts your back. We feel like we're a bit more relaxed, sitting back in our chair, microphones in hand. Honestly, Joe, this is like the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. I wish we had some cigars, a big American flag. And we were just denying that COVID ever happened. <laughs> yeah, and some mushrooms. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, be good, wouldn't it? Now, Joe, when we decided to do this podcast, you were number one on the list. As in terms if. of <laughs> no, no, no. Nathan said he sat down and we had a big list of people. I said he crossed them all out. We don't need. There's others. only one man we need. Let yeah. me tell you something about Joe McGuckin. <laughs> He's a man who oozes raw sex appeal. Mm-hmm. You're a very promiscuous individual. Yes, you have a kid. Yes, you have a beautiful wife. I have two kids. Two kids. Yeah. <laughs> Good research. <laughs> update your Wikipedia, man. <laughs> we updated. <laughs> but it's fair to say that you've shifted most of the country. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> How virtually, did you find that out? Virtually. Wikipedia. <laughs> Did you edit the Wikipedia yes. entry? Yeah, yeah. A to say that I've shifted. Would you be a good shifter? Like, let's get into shifting. Let's. We want to know everything about it before before we get into the stories. I want to talk about the terminology. Okay, shifting is is that a word you would you would have used? Wouldn't be the word of choice for me. Yeah, okay. meeting, meeting, meeting. What about you, scoring? No, that's 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 like Southside lingo. We, we come from three country. different words here. Is it three different worlds? Yeah. Shift, meet, and score. Yeah, but it's yeah. mad that he's the guy with the San Pellegrino water. <laughs> <laughs> it's so confusing. It's so fluid. It's 2022 now. <laughs> so you would you would meet. So would you say would you meet me, mate? Yeah, yeah. That's would you, would you meet me, mate. That's what we were. Would we call this podcast? Meet, meet me, mate. mate. Or shift my friend, or shift my mate. But you were saying shifting's good because we're trying to go national with this thing. Mass appeal. Because we're so massive in Dublin. (laughs) (laughs) We're so big (laughs) on all the Dublin communities, so we are. (laughs) Sorry, Nathan. You will be now. You will be now. Do you like shifting? 
I, I, I mean, yeah and no. I think it's kind of sloppy, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Swapping spit, really. Like, sticking your tongue into another human being's <laughs> orifice. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nasty, isn't when, it? When you put it like that, it is. Can we yeah. cast your mind back? I don't know what age you would have been, but let's go back to your very first... Meat score okay. shift. Are you going to say meat throughout the episode? I, I <laughs> what would you like? Would you like me to say? You would say it with such gusto. I just say meat. I don't even pronounce the t. You say meat like <laughs> like it's a, a lump of steak. When you meat meat meat. Meat. When you meat the first woman. <laughs> Are you going to fucking cook a medium well? <laughs> like, Jesus. All right, me. M E E H. Me. Me. How? It's the alliteration as well. It's when you just say me on its own, it just sounds like a butcher's fucking dinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if you say meet me mate, it's a lovely alliteration. It's poetic. Yeah, it's, nice. it's poetic. Go I on, think. meet me mate. Who is your mate? What did you meet back in the day? How old were you? Give us all the goss. I, I, I was a late bloomer because I was a, a rather a rather ugly child and maybe shy. Um, I think I would have been about 13. Is that late? Is that late? Is that late? You're laughing. Because you're assuming that is late, but you've bet me by a year and Nathan by five. (laughs) Fuck off. Oh, man, look, come on. No, no, you weren't 18. I was 18. When you made your first board. My first shift was in McGowan's. Uh, The woman had a tongue piercing and was a smoker. So I got the full experience. Oh, my God. You probably never want to kiss another woman after that. But I do feel with me... I was a late bloomer, but then I lost my virginity when I was 19. How many girls had you shifted before you went to Berlin? The the place of... The, the place of love. Yeah. Oh, is that where, when you lost your virginity? The v, then? Yeah, the V-plates. Okay. Um, the V-plates. <laughs> what would I say? Oh, not that many. I would say maybe four. Four wow. people. Stop. Wow. Yeah. But are you joking? No, I'm no, not this joking. is true. This is true. This listen, is true. Listen to other episodes. It's come up. It's come up. It sounds so incredible that I lost my virginity to an Italian woman in Berlin, but it wasn't a great experience. No, you know, it sounds sexy. It sounds like a story you'd like to tell your grandchildren. But it's, <laughs> come here, grandchildren. Just sit upon my lap as I, I t- as I tell you tale of when I, I fucking chased some tale and lost. <laughs> My virginity to an Italian woman in Berlin. <laughs> it oozes romance. I will, I will yeah, say. Yeah, but it really wasn't that romantic. It was short and sweet. Do you know? I don't think anyone's first was particularly yeah. romantic. Yeah. At all. Mine was uh, behind a cinema in a field. Oh my god! When I was eighteen. Was it a nice cinema? Is it still open? Uh, Mayo Movie <laughs> World. <laughs> It's got a bowling alley as well. Didn't catch any movies that night, boys. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Joe, Joe. 13. So you've beaten the two of us with your first shift. Yeah, I I thought being a teenager and still being a frigid was embarrassing. But... (laughs) It was an adult. An adult, a grown man. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, honestly, it, like the scar I had to carry because everyone knew I was a frigid as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It's such a horrible word, but I was 18. I was 18. I was growing a bit of a beard and I was a frigid. <laughs> Like, I'm afraid there has to be a level of fear at that stage. You're 18, you've never kissed a girl, you have no practice. I was scared for my safety. You're going to be bundled into the back of a car or something. And was this a stranger then that you met? Yeah, it was a stranger. And God love her, she didn't know. 
She didn't know it was a frigid. It was just... She probably knew afterwards. Probably. But I put in practice. I genuinely was worried. How did you put in practice? I just started meeting a fruit. Like a little <laughs> apple or a mandarin or something. At the age of 17. <laughs> Before you're 18. Well, like, honestly... It's such a horrible word, isn't it? Frigid. frigid. Yeah. You're a frigid. Yeah. Look at you, you frigid. Is it frigid <laughs> or frigid? I'd spell it with a T at the end. So I would. Frigid. I would do T as well. But you're kind of pronouncing it with a D, like a frigid, like a like a dead corpse is frigid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, I suppose. Oh my! Thirteen years of age. Where was it? Thirteen years of age. Around. I think it was. It was up the. <laughs> I live in. I lived in a block of flats, and the stairwell. I, I think it's funny that we called it a tower because then when I say that I met the first girl in a tower, it sounds like she was a damsel in distress, <laughs> and I, I come to rescue you, Rapunzel. <laughs> but no, it was a pissy stairwell, and the flats, like you know what I mean. Did you know the person? Yeah. Yeah, she would have lived in the flats as well, and uh, we we I would have had a bunch of lad mates, and she would have had a bunch of girl mates, and it would have been like an arranged, an arranged wedding of sorts, <laughs> like you know what I mean. My bunch of friends would have said the whole bunch of friends, "Hey, oh, Joe, fancies you one over there, like you know, will you?" Will you ask her to meet him? And then they'd come back to me and I'd be like, what did you say that for, you big stupid agents? What are you saying? Leave her alone. I says, no, she wants to meet you. She want- oh, does she? Where is she? She's waiting for you up the tower. <laughs> and she'd be just standing there waiting. The first time, the first time I thought I was going to meet a girl was in uh, the backside. So there's like a green area around the back of the flats and they had arranged for a girl to be standing around there. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to kiss a girl for the first time. I was the only one of my friends that didn't kiss a girl. And then when I went around to meet her, she was just like standing there in a dark corner in the field, like, you know, waiting for me to approach like some sort of predator. And (laughs) then when I grew up, I was like, all right, like you don't know what to do with your hands. You don't know where, you don't know how to kiss them. You don't know what to... Are you, are you ready? Are you ready? And like, then she was like, I don't really want to meet you. And I was like, what? I don't really want to meet you. Which is fair enough because she's probably only 12 or 13 and I'm 12 or 13 as well. And I'm a nervous, skinny bag of nerves. Like, and So then she's like, do you want to just tell our friends that we met? And I was like, yeah, okay, let's just do that. So did you? <laughs> Not then, but then in the tower I did. But it was just like, and how long does it go on for? Because I never had that experience as I revealed I was a lot later on in <laughs> life. Are your friends watching you do it or do you have the secrecy of the tower and how long are you doing it for? And then do you just come out and say, I did it. You want a lot of details about these two kids kissing in the tower, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me de- more. <laughs> how, how passionately were these two 13 year olds kissing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. When you put it like that, I think we should maybe uh, cut this podcast series. <laughs> it was all going so this well. This is where we get cancelled. <laughs> no, but I, but I can tell you exactly because you just stand in there like nearly hands by your side, just kissing face to face. Like, I don't know if this was a video podcast, you could see that. I'm just like, 
<laughs> you're just facing each other kissing and you're counting the seconds you're like how long do we have to do this for like what is the point of this what is the purpose of two children kissing what is going on here so it was about 35 seconds and was young Joe uh, very I don't know was it suave afterwards was he uh, talkative to the girl or did you ignore her for the next five years you'd ignore her oh Jesus you wouldn't dare talk to her afterwards yeah, are you yeah. serious the shame the shame of kissing someone and having to talk to them and have you seen this person since? Ah, yeah, yeah. 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 Still friends? Uh, I mean, we we look at each other and say, oh, <laughs> it's a shared experience that we both <laughs> had to go through, I think, you know. And what was the story with you? Were you a kid that would have gone to teenage discos in town? And if so, what once? No, I never I never went to a teenage. Well, do you know what? There's a place in Mosney uh, years ago and they had a teenage disco. It was like under, under an under-18s disco. Yeah, I guess a teenage disco. And I would have went to them, but I wouldn't have been comfortable. Like, I wasn't a cool, suave guy, as you know, you might think I am. But yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I didn't kiss any girls really at uh, uh, teenage discos. So With the Jews, because there was Satonians. There were Satonians and there was uh, the Wes. I tried to get into the Wes yeah. a few times and I never got in there. See, I went to Wes. I went to a thing called Back to Wes. So it wasn't a teenage disco. I was. I think I just turned 18 and I was still a frigid. Um, and I went with my friend Mark. So both of us were frigids. And we went, look, apparently, Wes, this is where you kiss people. Yeah. This is the mecca of kissing. Yeah. So I'll never forget, like, my dad drove me to Wes because you have to get a ticket a few days beforehand. You buy it. It was like St. Patrick's Day, uh, back to Wes. So this was all the teenagers had grown up and they were going back to Wes to kind of celebrate the times we had. This is like a reunion. <laughs> could you, be, you, you could be pissed though, legally. You could be pissed, yeah. Legally, you could drink yeah, yeah. there. So I'll never forget, I went with Mark. We pre-drank in my parents' house and we didn't start drinking until we were 18. So I'll never forget, my mum bought us a big... Um, crate of Coors Light but you remember with the Coors Light if it was really chilled the label turned blue turned blue so I remember we're trying to I think we had like two bottles each and we're looking at the label oh my god turned blue it's so cold (laughs) and we get to Wes and isn't it beside a church I felt so bad I remember peeing (laughs) outside the church and I was like oh this isn't a good omen I've already you know upset God and then we go into Wes Horrible, horrible experience. It was so loud. Everyone was so confident. I hate places where people are confident. (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) But I remember Mark knew someone from his school. So we went, brilliant, okay? We need an in. We need a wingman. Because us two together, we're not going to kiss anyone. We need a confident person. So we met this guy outside. He was smoking a cigarette. He started chatting to three girls. And one of the girls said, oh, can I have a lighter? And he said, I'll give you a lighter if you kiss my friend. And didn't point at me, <laughs> pointed at my friend Mark. Oh. And I was like, no, no, if I'm the only last man standing here, it's going to be terrible. Thankfully, Mark was really nervous and went, no, 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 I don't want to kiss you. So it was just awful. I remember we walked out, we looked at each other. I think we were literally there for 30 minutes. But I saw a girl by herself on the dance floor and I just went up to her and I went, hey, do you mind if I kiss you? And she said, 
no, I have a boyfriend. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Very, very nicely put, though. Then do you mind yeah, if mind. I kiss yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And then I, s- I looked back as I was leaving, and she was doing a three-way kiss with two guys. <laughs> and I was like, forget about it. It's like, for fuck's sake. I would sake. rather kiss two men at the same time than kiss you on your own. <laughs> oh, my God. I would rather stick two tongues of strangers, of men in my mouth, than one of yours. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, that just seems so stressful. It's so I, I, stressful. That's horrible. It's so stressful. I, we, I admire your bravery to ask somebody, can, can I kiss was you? Was it bravery? Or Were you at your wit's end? Yeah, yeah wits it was. End. Because you're thinking, if I can't get a shift in Wes, where genuinely can I? Yeah. And the first thing I thought about when I eventually kissed someone was, oh, great, now I have to have sex with someone. Like, it's, <laughs> isn't it? It's such a cycle of, oh, no. Yeah. I need to get the next thing. I need to get the next thing. Yeah. It like, is a genuine pressure, though. I mm. think it's a genuine, genuine pressure for young men, like, to, to meet these milestones. Having said that, 18, I never <laughs> kissed a girl. Jeez, because <laughs> that sounds like the, a movie or something like that. It Eighteen does. and never kissed a girl. Yeah, yeah. it's like a PG American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Biggs. <laughs> How was there a big gap between your first kiss and your second, Joe? Was it thirteen, and then were you just like boom, 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 or was no. it barren? I was very barren, lads. I, I my, like, I was a, I was definitely a late bloomer. Yeah, I, I didn't have. A lot of my other friends would have been a lot more confident than me. So the girls that I liked, they they would warm to me because I'd be very friendly. And I'd be thinking, yes, I'm in there. I've broken the ice. I'm in there. But really what I've done is just broke the door down for my friends to come in oh, and no. swoop in. Like I, I've like, you know what I mean? Everyone can have a conversation now. We're all friends. We're all intertwined as a unit of friends. But they all just go off with all my other friends, so I'm just like left, left by myself. So would you say you were a good wingman? Not knowingly to you, you were uh, you were doing the wingmaning for all your friends, unbeknownst to myself. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, yeah, I was. And then I, I grew into that as well, and I, I owned it. I think I was, I, I was really confident in my capabilities of becoming friends with girls, and then. Opening opportunities for me friends. Where did me, you me, me male friends to, to <laughs> swoop in and and steal the love of my life? <laughs> Where did you go to secondary school? Um, Marino College. Is that a mixed school? It was. It, it is a mixed school, but by the time the leaving cert came around, I was actually the only male in me class. So everyone else was girls. All the lads. When it was mixed, all the lads that were in there, they kind of dropped out by after the junior cert so I was the only lads in a class of about 16 girls God what was that like um yeah it was grand like you know what I mean there's something really nice about being around girls and not having a pressure to impress other lads by chatting them up or anything so you could mm. just genuinely just be friends with with the girls and it was it was great there were some great girls in the class and I was great friends yeah, and so, still am. Yeah, yeah. So I was just going to say you would have a lot of girl mates. Yeah. Would they have then helped you maybe find a girlfriend then later on in your life? No. 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 I'd like, I, I, was, I was 16, about to turn 17 when I done my leaving cert. So. Wow, you were young. Yeah, no, it was, my birthday is the 4th of September. So as soon as I could go to school, my ma just sent me in. Mm. So I was like three or something when I started junior infants or whatever it was but yeah it was like 16 turning 17 that September when I left school and then the relation the friendships kind of started to fall off you know when you stop talking to people from school that's what 
that's what happened. So yeah, no, they didn't really help me in the pursuit of relationships. Don't name and shame <laughs> them. How dare they? How the dare you? So did you go to any <laughs> nightclubs in Dublin City Centre? Yeah, I yeah. would have went to I would have went to Reds. Don't know if you remember Reds on O'Connell Street. Mm. No. Um, I would have went to. Twenty ones. I would have yeah. went. Oh. I remember twenty ones. Yeah. We we were a big fan of twenty ones on Delire Street because when we went to it was first year I think very intense nightclub. Mm. It was very intense, especially for a small little countryman coming up from Mayo. I was in awe. But we used to drag <laughs> our our mature students to come to twenty ones because we did media, so we'd have to go to the likes of the Workmans and ah, yeah. and uh, where else would we go? Craw Daddy, and we weren't ready for that. Me and Nathan were like these young lads. Oh, I just want to go to Dicey's and Coppers and try and shift people. So then every now and again, they would give us something, and we go, we want to go to twenty ones. And I remember remember that night in twenty ones. I don't like throwing you in front of the bus again, Nathan. Ah, I'm, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but we would have been. Probably 19 at the time. It was first year. And we had this really cool guy called Tim in our class. And we were 19 and Tim was 25. He had a beard. He was so good looking. And he was way too fucking cool to be hanging out with me and Nathan. But he was really (laughs) nice. That was the thing. And he said, you know what? I'll come with you to 21s. But could you imagine being 25 going to 21s on Delaire Street? Yeah. And he was cool. He was a really cool guy. And his friends were all really cool. And we'd meet them that time. And we were in there and we were partying. So I was going off doing something by myself. And I was like, oh, trying to shift. Failing miserably, and then Nathan, I remember you went up to try and just approach a girl. I think I tried to, yeah, get talking to a girl, or I even tried to dance beside her. (laughs) I think she pointed at me and started laughing. Once again, know what you need. And Tim was so good. He defended me. He was like, hey, yo, not cool. Like my relationship with Tim was very much, I don't know if you watch Scrubs, JD and Dr. Cox. Okay. You know, it was this beautiful bromance that he was my big brother. So I'd be like, oh, like he could see that I was upset and disappointed. And he like put his arm around my shoulder and went, man, forget her. You don't need a girl like that in your life. And I went, Thanks, Tim. You're a great man. And he was like, shut up. I, 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 do, I do think I remember something along the lines of he said, oh, you'd be lucky to get with a guy like him. Yeah, he was like really that. sincere he and nice. Really. And he's just hating every second of being in 21s. Yeah. Being that age in his mid-20s going, what am I doing with these Well, leaders? it's horrible. Like, but those are the sort of places where you tend to get the shift. Like, would you have been smooching a lot in nightclubs? Is that when you kind of got older where you'd be meeting women? Yeah, yeah. I think in nightclubs when it's it's dark, uh, most people are drunk. Uh, you just shift somebody on the on the dance floor and then never see them again, and then just like f- drift into the night and never see them again, and and uh, wake up the next morning regretting all your decisions and feeling the fear and and hoping nobody remembers you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we often reminisce about the amount of nightclubs that I, I, that have closed down because I, I think we're the same age because you and Nathan used to do College Times videos together mm. in your early 20s but like the amount of clubs that are now gone yeah. like we were talking like the Palace Nightclub is gone Tripod is gone Club M is gone um, well 21's is gone it's now a tramline tram bar I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it really there's open. so few nightclubs is was um, Reds Reds is gone, gone. Uh, what, what is Reds now probably a hotel or something it's the Pillar Bar now uh, but it's like a a restaurant kind of place beside Cassidy's you know Cassidy's yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on yeah. Uh, Westmoreland Street there uh, not Westmoreland Street anyway but yeah uh, Q Bar which is River Bar do you remember Q Bar yeah. there was a night in there oh, was it Q Bar or 
Oh, uh, was it? There was it was kind of an R and B hip hop night on a Saturday night. Very low ceiling. It was unbelievable. Yeah, very sweaty. Yeah, the sweat ripping off the ceiling. Yeah, I loved. <laughs> I loved Q Bar actually. Can you think of a time that was extremely embarrassing? Do you have an embarrassing shift, a good war story where you're like, Jesus, I, I went for the kiss, and maybe the person backed away. Oh, that's that's happened many times, yeah. Yeah. But then I'd own that. I'd live up to it, just like dance, dance with it. I'd be like, <laughs> like right there on the shimmy back and forth, like, oh, hey. You're the one that I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like your style. Um, yeah, no, I went into, there was barcode. Did you ever got the barcode? Yes, that yeah. was a long way away for me. It was a dart ride. What, what was it? Well, it would have been right at the. It would have been in Clontarf. Yeah. yeah, it would have been at the Clontarf Dart Station, so you can get off. It's where Westwood Gym is now. Mm. Um, I think it was there before. Uh, so yeah, but, yeah. In in there, I went in to to meet somebody, um, and I was a bit overzealous, you could say, and I went in very fast, and I have very skinny lips, <laughs> so there's not a lot of cushion, and I have very big teeth. So I went in a little bit too hard. Oh no. A little bit too eager and I chipped our tooth. <laughs> straight it was like a headbutt. It's like I just ran it's like I tried to take a a bite out of Like a, Louis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> like Louis Suarez or, or mouth. <laughs> and I took a I took a, a chip and then I'm I mates and I came over like, what the fuck is wrong? And I'm like, Oh I'm so sorry, I'm re- I'm really sorry and they're like, What the fuck? I'm like, I obviously didn't mean to chip our tooth with my tooth, I'm so sorry, like <laughs> And, and was, your, they, was your tooth affected? Might no, might not oh, still. Thank God. He's <laughs> yeah, all right. You're made right. Of tough stuff. These teeth. Yeah. What age were you when you met your wife? I was twenty-two or twenty-one. Ooh. Well, how old were I? I was twenty-two. I was twenty-two. I met her in Burger King after the night out. Oh, here, tell us, tell us about that. Oh, Jesus. I, I, well, where were you before Burger King? I was. What's the Law Society? Do you remember the Law Society? They had yeah. a night. Uh, they had see you next Tuesday, and they had. Oh. Bruce Willis no it wasn't Bruce Willis but it was one of them fucking mad nights where yeah. there's there's like rap downstairs a house upstairs and then just like sweat dripping off the wall Do you remember the stamps it's a big cunt on your arm oh and if apparently if you got it on your forehead you'd get him for free <laughs> no way yeah Jesus <laughs> Christ horrible it, was, it would take days to wash off yeah. cunt written yeah. on your arm yeah and it, it wasn't at least in reds you get a small little stamp on your wrist and you could go to someone in the smoking area because the smoking area was outside do you ever do that and then press your wrist against you, their wrist you'd lick, lick the ink yeah yeah yeah, pressing yeah. It. yeah and then you get in for free you're like I was, I was just in there <laughs> <laughs> what you mean I wasn't it I was <laughs> um yeah, I was after the Law Society, or maybe Doyle's. I used to go to Doyle's a lot. Doyle's was always good for the for an L shift. <laughs> On the corner across from Trinity? Yes. yes. Would yeah, that be a good yeah. place Ed to go? Ed Sheeran loves that place. Apparently Ed Sheeran does a lot of secret gigs in Doyle's. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I don't, like... I would oh. never even think about going to Doyle's as a as a, I wouldn't, as a I wouldn't go bar, now. It? It's it's full of um, college students that come up from. Yeah, I suppose Trinity College students. It's right across from Trinity, indeed. Just go up to Doyle's. Yeah, it'd be a late bar upstairs. Really good kind of indie rock music. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, I used to go to Doyle's uh, a good bit, and then afterwards we. You know, when the night doesn't go your way, uh, you go to the last chance saloon that is McDonald's or Burger King. <coughs> and did not find my wife in last chance saloon. Uh, I went up to the counter and she, my, my board is posh. And I was like, 
Oh, I can't even go on. <laughs> like you're never going to be in a safer space than this, Joe. This is the time to say it. I was just like, "You're way, you're way too classy to be like talking to me." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "You're, you're we're different. Cl- like if we weren't drunk, we wouldn't be talking right now." And I was with my mate there, and all. And she, she starts saying, "I actually have two kids," and I says. Jeez, you look pretty well for having two kids. And then she's like, I'm only messing, I don't have two kids. I was like, well, you don't look that well for not having two kids. <laughs> <laughs> Bang average. Oh, <laughs> and then we sat, they sat down and then we decided to sit down beside them and continue the pursuit of chatting them up and maybe bring them back to a party or like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, they weren't having any of it. And my mate was being a bit of a dickhead. He was like, fuck this, that blade, that dry shots, they're not doing that. Like, and then he left. And I was like, enjoying myself because I was having good crack with me now missus with, with Marla. And uh, she ended up kissing me there in Burger King. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. just to spite him. So it was like a spite kiss, but I'll take it. And then I got a number and I was texting her down for a few days, for a few weeks. And she wasn't having any of me. But then I used to play cards. And she's mate with a guy that he used to play cards with, poker. And he said, oh, I know him from the card room and said that he's, he's really, I'm really nice. So she was like, okay, I'll give him a chance. And then we went on a, a fourth day and hit it off. And Where did you go? Um, we went to Smith's in Fairview, which is now Brewhouse. I don't know if you know Brewhouse down in Fairview. It wasn't Brewhouse then, but it's just like an old man pub then. And uh, it was good, yeah. Just Did chats. you have previous girlfriends before? Uh, not really, no. No, just flings. Like, mm. Yeah, that was my first like, long-term relationship. I'm very impressed that you got the shift in Burger King. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, man, oh, that's easy. That is, but it's completely the opposite of a nightclub. It's sterile, white and bright. So bright. Yeah. And everyone is starting to sober up with burger sauce all over their face. Oh, but I mean, when you eat food, it releases the same endorphins as sex. <laughs> so, nothing hornier than a, an old greasy burger from Burger King. I'm telling you, it's the most romantic place in the world. And so, she, who kissed who? Who went for the who went for the score? Me shift, whatever we're calling it. I'm going to say she did. Yeah, because you spoke the story. Him. You said without missing a beat, because she kissed me. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, did she? Did Moira kiss you, or did you kiss Moira? Yeah. No, I think she moved in. She moved in for me. Like, she's not fucking. They're not bleeding. They're not cracking. Then I'll fucking show him, and she like went. And also to spite me saying that she's in a different class than me and I, th- I think it, there was a lot of spite like I'll prove him wrong she's a very proud <laughs> bull she kissed me out of like just being bullheaded to prove being... she's not classist yeah yeah <laughs> and did your friend on the night like do you still see him yeah yeah he's still a good friend of mine yeah did he go to your wedding and was he like yeah. this is mad this yeah. happened in roundabout it's thanks to him it actually is yeah, yeah. it actually is it's... and he's actually the the guy like he's a good looking guy and girls are really attracted to him like he has lots of tattoos and he does MMA he's actually a tattoo artist and he has a nice haircut and he's like fit and he's funny and stuff so I usually break the ice with girls and then he usually gets with them so this was the one time that I send in Joe yeah (laughs) send in the cavalry that's what I'm like you know on the Trojan horse (laughs) do you think you're a good wingman now that you're married and there's no pressure you can just go over to girls do you have any friends that are single that you try and sort them out with no I think everyone's sort of paired up now like I'm 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 31 and most of my friends have multiple kids at this point I don't really go to nightclubs anymore if I went to a nightclub it'd be with the missus 
you know. How did you get engaged? I was over in Madrid. She was she was walking over there and I went over and I was like, okay, this is a nice place. I'll, I'll propose to her here. And I don't know, like, do you want the long story? Yeah. <laughs> Give us it all, Joe. Uh, yeah, so I was over in Madrid and I had planned, I had met with a photographer who was from Madrid. I met her online and I was like, can you help me bring me somewhere nice that'd be a nice place to propose and somewhere that's like low key because I don't want to fucking do it in public because there's nothing more embarrassing than proposing to somebody in front of a load of people and them cheering and all, don't look at me, this is so embarrassing. Uh, but that's what Maura would have wanted like as a kind of a big display of affection. So she brought me to a rooftop terrace that's like a pub Uh and said, this would be a nice place and you can bring her on a nice day and then come back here. We'll be waiting here with the cameras to take photographs and it'll be lovely. She'll say, yeah, the sun will be setting. It'll be gorgeous. Madrid. Madrid's lovely. But then when on the day, we done the day and we went to the building and there was a big fucking queue around the corner to get up to the rooftop terrace. Like you have to get into a lift and so there's a big massive queue and I'm like, I'm not, I, I, I'm saying to more, I can't, I, I can't go up. I had to, and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Relax, we're only going up for a few drinks. I'm like, no, there's loads of people. I, I have to go, I have to go. And then I, I literally walked off and Maura's like walking after me. And then your woman called me just saying, where are you? You said that you were on the way. Like, and I'm like, I, I can't do it. I'm not, you said that there was going to be nobody there. There's fucking loads of people there. And then she's like, right, okay go to uh, Retiro Park which is in Madrid and it wasn't too far from where we were and we'll meet you at this big statue it's like an obelisk one of the main things beside the lake in Retiro Park and then when I got to Retiro Park there was fucking loads of people there as well <laughs> loads of people like with their phones and I was like oh even more I was like I can't, I can't do this I can't do this and then I turned I turned to walk away and she was standing there like a hitman and she just opened up oh no a fellow was standing there so there was two photographers the photographer's fellow was there as well and as I turned he was standing there like a fucking hitman in an anorak and he opened his anorak and just showed me his camera <laughs> Like, you know, I'm going to do this. And, and I, I turned and I was like, no, 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 no. And then I tried to walk somewhere else. And then she was standing there like, you're going to fucking do this right now. And I turned and then Maura's like, Joe, will you just fucking calm down? Relax, will you? What is wrong with you? And then I, just, I was like, uh, and I got down on my knee in, in front of everybody. Exactly what I didn't want to fucking do. And I whipped out the ring and I was like, oh, you can say no if you want. <laughs> <laughs> she's like what the fuck and then everybody was fucking taking photographs like loads of people were like that with their phones taking photographs and I'm like oh this is so fucking embarrassing and then afterwards uh, she said yeah whatever I stood up kissed her and hands fucking shaking nervous wreck and I was like oh thank god that's fucking over and then she's like you can calm down now Joe like it's done and I'm like oh thank god and then it turns out they weren't the people that were there weren't actually taking photographs it just happens to be the biggest Pokemon Go stop in the whole of Europe oh so they were just like take, looking for Charizards oh, sorry I thought for a second there the actual photographers weren't there oh, they were right, just no. people looking for the I was like oh no they didn't even catch it up no it was the other people yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. a brilliant that's story a so how long story. have you been married to her now um, since 2018 so what's that five years coming up to five years yeah I don't know I've lost count of the years now she actually said to me in the car here we'll be together for our, the first time I met her will be 10 years ago in 10 days from now so 10 God. years ago yeah in That's 10 mad. days will you go back to Burger King for a little meal 
Yeah, might do a little treat yourself for a romantic yeah. anniversary dinner. She actually emailed Burger King the other day to see if they still have the CCTV footage from that night because ah. that would be so great to have. They obviously will not. Like who would have like the hours and hours of footage that they have? Although that would make a great reality TV show, wouldn't it? That Burger would be King class. at night. Wow, I enjoy that story a lot. Oh. And if if you ever need a new sponsor for Stolish Burger King. It's oh, gotta 100%. be. It's gotta be yeah. Burger King. Wow, <laughs> Joe McGuckin, uh, that has been beautiful. The Have gift that good, was oh, it? It's uh, the gift that keeps on giving, Joe. <laughs> Honestly, and it's funny because you're at a different stage of your life to myself and Graham. Mm. We're happy in our relationships, two girlfriends. I'm not saying you're not happy. <laughs> Sorry, that went out very badly. Um, <laughs> we're at different stages. <laughs> we're happy. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> but um, the fact, like, you're a father as well. What's it like being a dad? It's uh, exhausting. It's very hard. It's at a hard stage right now. Like, one of them is Trey. He's great, fun. But one of them is one. And he's not he's not a big fan of sleeping, so mm. so that's that's really tough. But I know we'll get we'll get through it and like it's once they start sleeping it's actually really easy. But it's great, man. Uh, having kids is it it just it gives you a good sense of purpose. Like, so you know? to put things in perspective, like the things you may have worried about in the past, you're like, I don't care anymore. Like oh, so much, man. Yeah. So much. Like all I before I had kids. All, this is probably a very unique situation to me. All I wanted was for people to like me. And now I don't give a fuck what people think. I just want my kids to like me now. And I just want them to be happy and to just have fun. And like I couldn't, for some reason, I cared so much about other people. And now that just seems so irrelevant and insignificant and purposeless. But now, like when you have a kid, there's just there's so it's. It's a feeling that is hard to describe. I say it's like trying to explain. It's like trying to describe a colour to a blind person. It's like, it's a feeling that you don't even know that you can feel yeah. until you actually have it. So it's, but it's incredible. Yeah, it's I'd incredible. say it's it. mad when you start to notice the personality of the kid. You're like, oh, I know what they're going to be like. Yeah. You know, your oldest is, what, three? Yeah. So are you getting a bit of an impression now of, oh, a bit sporty or funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not athletic at all. He's not physical. He was, he he didn't walk until he was about nearly two. Whereas the the one year old, the one year old is now walking, so he's a lot more physical, athletic. He's throwing things. Oliver, my eldest, is way he's way more articulate. He's very well spoken for his age and stuff so they're two completely different Mm. people and it's actually interesting when you have a three year old and you look back at videos from when they were like eight months old you can see the seeds of what they were going to be like oh yeah that makes sense that he was doing that because he's now this person and it adds up and you're like it's fucking mad like it's always there like what they are is always there and you're just kind of nurturing it as they get older and older and do you think they look more like you or Moira? Moira, thankfully. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be shifting before the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe McGuckin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, of course. Joe from Stall It with Darren and Joe. Anything else you want to plug yeah, while you're plug on this? whatever you want, Joe. Uh, podcast. Oh, plug you your Instagram because yeah, you're, you're bashing out the videos. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, Joe McGuckin. Uh, on Twitter as well, there's Joe McGuckin. And I don't know, I put the same things on TikTok that I do on Instagram. But if you prefer TikTok, I'm on TikTok as well as John McGuckin and also if there's any companies that want to work with you Burger King Burger King uh, 21's on Delir Street Reds 
Yeah. Um, if they want to make a comeback and have Joe maybe on the launch night, that'd oh, be all right. Please let me in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Joe McGuckin, thank you so much for joining us. And will you shift, my friend? Who, Nathan? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Will You Shift My Friend, brought to you by Go Loud. And remember, Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Whether you're looking for a laugh out loud comedy, a gripping true crime story, or some practical life advice, the Go Loud app is the place for you. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Myself and Graham, we don't get out of bed for a four-star review. Absolutely not. We need five stars, please. And you'll find Will You Shift My Friend first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms too.